What's going on, beautiful people? Welcome to the first episode of Creative Roots, the podcast where we go through with some of my favorite creators and maybe some of your future favorite creators, and we talk about their origin stories, talk about their struggles and their journeys as creatives, and see where they started from and where they're going. Today, for the first episode, I'm very, very proud and honored to have my first friend ever, one of my best friends, and what I consider one of my business partners, one of my contemporaries in the media industry, Logan George Walker. Hello, everybody. How you doing? Oh, what is it? Is Logan Walker DP? Yeah, my my username, uh, my handle on Instagram is Logan Walker DP. You can also find my website at loganwalkerdp.com. Okay, awesome, awesome. Now, Logan. I obviously have known you from the jump, although there was a little bit of period when we were like elementary school to middle school where we didn't uh, see each other. But let's let's uh, let's talk about where you started, where I started. Um, You know, I I got interested in movie making or filmmaking probably when I was around fourth or fifth grade. And how I started was my dad has an old Sony TRV 350, which is a pretty big, chonky film camera. Right. And you've been in my house, you know, my, yeah. how my Lego was yeah. set up. Yeah. And I was recording myself playing with it, kind of making stories. And as soon as I was done with it, I went upstairs for dinner, had some mac and cheese, and I just <laughs> I threw it on the TV because... Yeah. I don't know why, but for some reason, I was so fascinated. Like, oh, I'm just watching what I just made down in the basement. Right. Um, It pretty much stemmed from there. I don't really know why I was so fascinated with it, but just learning on that huge film camera. Oh, my God. Like, what we're using now is such a huge difference. Right. I definitely agree. I, too, started with some of my some of my uh, toys and whatnot. Uh, so obviously you kept on making those little Lego films, but at yeah. what point did you realize that you wanted to be a creative? Like this is what you wanted to do for a living. There was a period where I bounced around, I think also that time period, because I was interested in film, but that wasn't at that point. That's not what I knew I wanted to do. Right. I bounced around with the idea of doing stand-up comedy. Right. Um, becoming an actor, right. a rock star, because yeah. I had that period where Guitar Hero 3 came of out course, and everyone course. wanted to do that. Right. Um, and I also wanted to be an astronaut, which right. there's no way I, I was going to do that. <laughs> there's no way I was going to do that. Right. But once I got a new camera, it was a Sony cam or a Canon camcorder in 2011. And I actually was playing with digital instead of tape right. and not Windows Movie Maker. And I was using Premiere. I kind of fell into the group of like, I really like doing this as a hobby. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of people change their career path as they're younger. And right. even, even older people do. But for some reason, I've always knew, like, that's the core. Like, that's what I want to stick with. Right. There was never a time where I questioned, and still to this point, that, like, maybe I'm not supposed to do film or photography. Right. Maybe this isn't my path or my I definitely relate to that 100% I'm the same way like no matter what else I do I know at the end of the day you know film and photography like that's what I wanted to be yeah but that's really cool I love that 
Um, now, you mentioned doing it as a hobby at first, but how, what was that transition like from hobbyist to making it professional? Oh my God, it's so scary. Um, so the first time, when, when you say professional, are you saying like the, the, the first, first time you start doing it for money? Like okay. you're like, okay, I want to, I want to start making money off of what I do. How old were you when you, when you I did think your I first was paid job? 16 or 17. Okay. Do you remember what it was? Cause yeah. I remember my first yeah. paid job. I was, I was responding to a Craigslist ad about someone needing, um, like product photography yeah. of like these faces. And I drove somewhere to like Flint or Davidson yeah. and I just showed up to this random building and I shot it and I delivered it and I was like, oh my God, I just made money for using yeah. my camera. And at that time I was using the uh, Canon T5i. I remember, yeah. But it's super scary, especially right when you're starting out and you're not as confident and you're like, does this lighting look good? I don't know. What is this framing like? Do they, can they tell that I'm not as confident as I appear to be? Right. So it's really fake it till you make it. Right. And then obviously your confidence just builds up the more you do it. And how did you go about like educating yourself? Did you use YouTube? Was it purely through school? Like what would you, how did you learn the skill? How did you perfect your craft? Um, I would say a lot of it is to Jamie's class in high school. Yeah. Cause that was actually like. That was the first time we got hands-on equipment. And, I mean, there's there's some quote-unquote professional equipment in there. We're mostly using DSLRs, but they weren't like Reds or RVs, obviously. Um, So, I would say a lot of that class was hands-on and like brainstorming with you and some other peers. Um, I'd say a big chunk of it is YouTube. I mean, you find a personality or creator that you love to watch. Right. Um, like I was watching Peter McKinnon when he had like less than 200,000 subscribers. Uh, we we both like, were, I remember. Yeah. That. Now he has like 2 million yeah. or something. Um, but YouTube is like a great resource. that's free. And like, you really don't need to go to film school, but I'm glad I did because there was a lot in the filmmaking process that I didn't understand. And even now is Everyone wants to be on set shooting and using the cameras, but no one wants to talk about the behind the scenes. Yeah, no one wants to talk about producing, like pre-production, casting, mm-hmm. script development. Mm-hmm. Everyone's just like, I want to be there and shoot and then leave. Right. Um, so the great thing about film school is you literally learn every position, position, and that's when you actually get to touch the expensive $50,000 cameras, the big right. sticks, and then you actually learn set etiquette. Uh, like protocols on the walkie-talkies so it's a mixture of high school college and youtube and a lot of it just going out shooting with other people now would you say that it's a lot easier to build that um to build that one one thing that i find especially for me you know doing a lot of freelance stuff and solo work is not having that team now would you say that college helped you really big on networking and building that team of other creatives that you can work with reliably? Yeah, definitely. Um, the great thing about film school is a large chunk of people want to do camera, but there's also a huge, a huge portion of people that also want to do props, makeup, yeah. wardrobe, um, script supervising, 
And it is nice to say, you know, I'm working on a short film right now. I'm working on a feature. I need hands. And I can reliably pick people that I went to school with. Right. And just, they're yeah. always down to do it. Yeah. So. Yeah, so there is value in film school. Whether there is might, value. It might not just be like the knowledge and things that you're learning, but especially if you can afford it, I would say do it just for the networking or try to go to film clubs and things like that. Would you agree with that? I would agree with it. Just don't spend over. Don't spend. Don't go into debt. Don't spend like fifty thousand dollars going to film school. That's a yeah. waste. Yeah. Because I went to a community college and I had an awesome time, and I spent less than ten. Yeah. So that's awesome. Now, let's talk about hardships, because obviously with any journey, there are ups and there are downs, there are highs, there are lows. Was there ever a time where, you know, your post high school that you just really felt like giving up, that you're like, yo, I, I might not be able to do this how I wanted to do it. And how did you overcome that? So are you, so you're talking about, uh, like, was there ever, like, like. Was there ever a time that you wanted to give up on your dream of being a creator? There was never a time that I wanted to give up, but I think there was a lot of periods where I was second-guessing myself. Right. Especially um, and when you're part of like Facebook groups of your community of like filmmakers, and you see them, oh, we just made a short and it won this many awards. We just got accepted for this, blah, blah, blah. And if you're not super active and you're just seeing people make all these steps ahead of you, it's kind of, um, kind of deters you away from, it really demotivates you. Yeah. So yeah, there's never a point where I wanted to drop the hobby, Mm -hmm. but there have been times of like, what am I doing right now? Right. Like, am Am I I making worth it? Yeah. Am I really worth it? Am I making progress? What's going on? Yeah. How did you overcome that though? Like what, what steps did you take to fight that? A lot of it is self-reflecting of why am I feeling this way? And I think a lot of it is, you'll, you'll probably agree that we do get lazy. 100%. And a lot of it depends on, you know, have I watched a movie or a piece of media that's inspired me recently? Right. Um, what's the weather like? Right. Because the weather also determines big, a lot. Big, uh, Do I want to go out? Oh my God. Freeze, pull out my camera. Do I want to get wet? Right. I definitely agree with that. Like, I know for me, like I go through, I call them like little depressions, like something will happen in my life. It might not even be creatively, but just outside factors are start affecting me creatively. And then that would demotivate me to make content or produce a project. But I definitely agree. Weather does. (laughs) Listen, being in this Michigan winter, it ain't all sunshines and rainbows. (laughs) It's gray and it's about to snowstorm right now. Yeah. But um, I think... For me, at least, what definitely helps you get out of that rut is to surround yourself with other people, surround yourself with motivating people. Like, yeah. I know if I'm feeling demotivated, I hit you up. You know, we might talk around ideas, text, Snapchat each other like, oh, what if I did this? You're like, do it. Let's do yeah. it. You know what I mean? So major, major key and major, major point if for anybody going into a creative field is build a team. And I think growing like when we were starting out would you agree like that's something that we lack like you and i going yeah. out I like think so. like i think when after we like split because like me and you we were like that dynamic duo because like had the perfect chemistry when it came to like working together and then like once you left and like i left we went to two different sides of the yeah. state like for me i know that i struggled a lot 
you know, finding people to work with and like, I guess, sort of trusting people to work yeah. with. You know what I mean? Because it's very hard to yeah. find people that yeah. you know is going to show up. Yeah. Now, what's your next goal or your next milestone that you want to reach as a creative? What are you working on right now? Where do you see yourself headed? Well, right now I work for a film production studio in Winter Springs, which okay. is about 20 minutes northeast of uh, downtown Orlando. And I work with my girlfriend, Marie, and her and I are filling sort of producer roles right now for this company. Um, and we're working on two episodic series awesome. and two or three feature films in the works. Oh, sick. So we've been working on those scripts for, I want to say five to six months now. And we just got our website up and going, unityfilmsus.com. And, you know, I never saw myself as a producer. I was just saw myself as camera guy, but I've been very grateful for this time to learn, like I said, like the behind the scenes of yeah. what it takes to make a film, get a feature going. Yeah. So we are hoping probably quarter two or quarter three this year, we're going to start shooting one of the series and hopefully one of the feature films and Marie and I are going to take turns DPing on them. That's awesome. So that's what we're working on right now. As far as what I see for the future, um, I'm really happy with where I'm working in this company, but I still want to pursue my own stuff on the side because right. I love doing music videos, you right. know, smaller scale projects. And the, the thing that would, what would scare me is working for a company is having conflicting interests. Right. And then basically telling you, no, you can't do what you want on the side because right. that's going to impact our yeah. business. So I'm thankful for the fact that I can still do that. 100%. But like long term, I don't really know. Yeah. And I guess that's the great thing about this field is... It's always changing. It's always changing. You could be shooting a movie. You could be shooting a series. You could be shooting a documentary. You could be shooting like a live TV. Like you can go anywhere. Um you can go anywhere and shoot anything, which is exciting. Right. Whereas, say you were going to be a nurse. Yeah. You could be a nurse at any hospital. Right. But you're going to be a nurse. Right. Whereas, sure, I could, you and I could pursue camera. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we can end up doing something else. Somewhere. Exactly. So. Yeah. I definitely agree. That is one of the wonderful things about being a creative, about being in this field, which a lot of people, once again, don't realize there are so many roles to fill so many, like so many parts that you can play in the, in the story. You know what I mean? And each part is just as important as the other, whether people see it or not. Yeah. Um, but I do want to thank you for your time here, but I do want to ask you one more question before we close this thing out. Okay. If you could give any piece of advice to somebody listening to this right now, who's at home, who's at work, who's driving right now, and they are aspiring to be a creative and they want to pursue this career or this passion, this hobby, and they want to make money off of it, or they just really want to get into it and learn it. What piece of advice would you give them? Uh, a couple things. I would say for sure that if you are not feeling motivation to go out and shoot, change your environment. Now, I'm not saying you need to move, right. but... Go hike a trail, go somewhere in your state or wherever you live that you haven't seen before that you've been thinking about. Because right. 
when I moved out of Michigan to Orlando, probably same thing with like when you moved to Phoenix, you're like, oh my God, look at all this stuff. I can't wait to go shoot. Yeah. But after you sit there for a while, you get used to it yeah. and it can become stale again. Yeah. So it's really important to always change your surroundings Explore. and who you kind of take with you. Yeah. Um, so change your surroundings. And as far as work comes, you know, in the beginning, if you really don't have any experience and you're not like confident completely in what you're doing, you should, you know, like for a while, maybe work for free. Just, 100%. Yeah, you should work. Even if it's just for like a couple hours a day yeah. or, you know, you're, you're, you're feeling out your camera, you're figuring yeah. out how to use it, but you need to learn when you reach that point that you should start charging people 100%. because you do not want to undersell yourself because if you, they will let you undersell yourself, they will let you and they will continue. And as soon as you want to raise your prices, once you've gone up in value as it's a creator, they're not going to go with it. Right. They won't value you. So when you're starting out, don't be afraid to work for free, but, but don't undersell work. yourself when exactly. you get to that point. If you're going to work for free, and this is one thing I always tell people, work for free in, a, in somewhere that's adding value to you, that you still win off of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're learning something. Some There's a takeaway. This is something. This is a project you can add to your portfolio. Something like that. Yes. You know, don't work for free just to say like, oh, I did it. Work for free in something that can give you something greater than money, some piece of knowledge and everything. I did a whole 90 day internship for free just because I was learning and it showed me business practices. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure you've done similar things. Yeah. So it's 100%. I definitely agree with that point. That is a major key, especially learning and starting out. But yes, also know your worth, know when you need to start charging, even if it's a little bit. But slowly build that up. Yeah. And I will say, you should pursue more than short films because short films are great ways to explore ideas and <clears throat> learn how to work with people. But mm -hmm. the problem is there isn't a lot of money in making short films. Yeah. So the way I see it, and I had a conversation with my boss with this, is the only time that you should be making a short film, really, is it's either a proof of concept for a feature. Right. Or you are learning a new technique from it. Like, right. we're going to try this camera move. We're going to try this equipment with it. Right. So short films are great, but don't get stuck in the rut of, oh, okay, I'm going to make another short film. Okay, I'm going to make another short film. You submit it to festivals and you win awards, but how are you making money from that? Right. Major key. Yeah. All right, bro. Thank you. Thank you so much for Thank your time. Thank you for having me. Thank this you for being my rides. first. Listen, <laughs> humble beginnings. Next time we have you on, we'll be back in AC, I promise. Yes, <laughs> we can do this in the mountains. Or... Exactly. But once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the first episode of Creative Roots Origin Stories. I'm so honored and lucky to have my friend Logan Walker here with me. I'm hoping that from this podcast, you guys have gotten some sort of value, learned something or something to take away and think about. And um, rate this thing five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to. Drop a comment and drop some questions. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you soon. Peace.